so <laughs> we were doing like I think we went somewhere with her and then we came back through global entry and then it was like she needs global yeah. entry mm-hmm. as well yeah and she's a baby so we our children have passport which is another joke too because like just giving the child a passport is like no like when the they're babies joke ever so you're just like holding the baby up and just like trying to hold their head <laughs> yeah. and take a picture of kind of the funniest thing ever so we wanted to we had a global entry and I remember this because when we got assigning our, our oldest daughter um, a global entry picture, she was sleeping. Yeah. So she has a her, like, her global entry pictures uh, <laughs> knocked out. But um Hey, welcome to Travel Tuesday Happy Hour where we interview dope people doing dope things from around the world. And as y'all can see, I have a special co-host this season. Mm. My queen, tell them who you are, please. I'm Jackie. Okay, okay, Jackie. What you do, Jackie? Oh, I do quite a few things. Okay. You want me to list them yeah. here? You know, we can hold on to that. It might be a long <laughs> list. We don't want to. You got guests. My today. biggest job is being his fiance. Okay, that's that's the best job, I think. <laughs> this is hard work. This is hard work. <laughs> don't make this look good easily now, right? <laughs> yeah. Now, I'll now, talk about hard work. We got two of the hardest working people on this screen right now, right? We got doctor and doctor. Can y'all tell us who you are and what you do? Uh, you want to start? You can start. <laughs> okay. Uh, my name is Alade McKen. I am a uh, higher education professional at a higher education institution where I work uh, closely with student faculty and staff. <laughs> Keep it real dry and plain and simple. <laughs> um, my name is Dr. Sudi Tri McKen, um, and I'm an OBGYN. Nice, nice. So how did y'all meet? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, we met in 2003, 2004. Mm-hmm. At, uh, I met Sudi here at um, Cornell University, where she, where she went to undergrad. Mm-hmm. And I went to undergrad in Binghamton. And during that time, I was uh, just traveling a lot, going from uh, place to place, party to party, you know. Mm-hmm. And I uh, met her in her dorm room. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had just uh, crossed into Delta Nevada, Sorority Incorporated. And, you know, Alade is an Omega. And we were getting ready to go to the party. And I was sitting in the room. And it was like him and his line brothers running around the dorm. <laughs> and they came. He came in my room. And I was like, there's a man in my room. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how we met. Wow. So from, from there's a man in my room to now family. Yeah. I, need, uh, I need more steps in there. Who made the first move? Who backed? Who? What? What happened? Well, you know, I'm reformed now. So back in the day, I used to be very... Good disclaimer. Very flippant uh, with the mouth. So I was just, you know, talking crap and, you know, just... <laughs> You know, just talking garbage um, and just inviting myself, you know, into the space, you know, and that's kind of how I move. I'm like, just walk into spaces and act like I own it. So that's what I have. 
No, it's kind of a long story because at first we were just friends. Um, and because, you know, my profiles were like, don't date any Omegas. They're crazy. So I was like, I can't talk to you. <laughs> so, um, you know, we were friends and we dated other people and then we, you know, reconnected. And so it was like over a series of years. Um, but yeah, we've known each other since 2004. Yeah, but I think what is important about the story is that she was continuously in school. Mm-hmm. And I went back home to work. So mm-hmm. our relationship, whatever it was at that time, you know, through the time was long distance mm-hmm. yeah. for a long time. And then when she finally finished school, I left to go pursue my PhD and I left the state. Mm-hmm. So we've pretty much been long distant for a very, very long time. Um, you know, whether it be through friendship, relationship, you know, fooling around, you know, and even through engagement and, you know, and then marriage. Now, do you think that helped strengthen your bond? Because you mentioned friendship a couple of times, mm-hmm. right? Did the friendship um, become your base for your relationship? Yeah, I would definitely say yes, especially because um, when you're not seeing the person every single day, you really have to talk to them a mm. lot. And that kind of takes away the physical aspect of it. And it becomes more of like getting to know the person. Mm -hmm. Um, So I would definitely say yes. Um, And it just made it, I feel like the years went by faster because whenever you would reunite, it was just so much sweeter because you're like, oh my gosh, I've been seeing it for so long. Um, Whereas, you know, when you see the person day in and day out, you know, you can really kind of take them for granted. And um, so I think it was, it definitely helped strengthen our relationship. Yeah, I I would agree. Um, and say the same. I think a part of it was just the mere fact that, you know, we went through so many different things in our lives Mm -hmm. separately. And, you know, even if we weren't like really serious with each other or really engaged in conversation, like I think life moments had us get closer together. So we was very supportive of each other when we went through a series of different things, you know, through one of my close friends passing away, she was there when she got injured and was like in a wheelchair, you know, it was like, there was just so many different stories that we can, that we shared that we were there to support each other. So to say the least, we was shooting in the gym, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> with each other for real. For real. Wow. Yeah. That's super dope. I appreciate you bringing a drink, tea or not. It works. It works. So. What so a lot of you spoke about traveling a lot. Um, what triggered you wanting to travel as much as you did? Yeah, so I've um wasn't a real big traveler. I didn't I always had you know inspirations to travel. Um, you know, just a local guy, you know, not leaving the neighborhood type, you know, friends never traveled, never had any people who was just like traveling folks. Um, but funny enough, my mother. She was uh, she traveled very young, you know, from like the age of 14. She went to um, Ghana was like her first trip and went and embedded herself with the Akan people and got initiated with the Akan tribe um, out in Ghana and then Senegal and, and then Nigeria and so on and so forth. And it was more so her cultural background that she gained a lot of um, knowledge and wisdom and understanding and identity in terms of her cultural um, experiences through travel. And then my sisters later down the line being dancers, you know, and dance um, troops, et cetera, travel to Senegal, et cetera. 
but I never looked at them and, and never thought about them as someone who was right there who can give me the tools to travel. And I was just like looking at my friends. So for me, the beginning of traveling was um, really just, you know, kind of leaving the state. Then there on was more so my, I guess my most meaningful trip was going to Kenya. Um, mm-hmm. And I went, I was supposed to go with a group um, in, uh, in Brooklyn. You know, I was living in Brooklyn at the time. And they decided to uh, cancel the trip because it was civil unrest in Kenya. And I was like, what? And I was kind of gathering the troops up and my friends and everyone was like, I'm not going because they were scared. And my friend and I, um, close friend Bernard, um, who was also my frat brother, he was like, yo, let's just go. We'll figure it out. And we went and figured it out and kind of connected with some folks who knew some folks. And it was just like real organic. And we did, we had the most amazing trip, like on the president's ground. We did so much legal and illegal stuff. It was just like, <laughs> it was like we, it was like dangerous. Like it was stuff we were doing now as I look back at it. Um, we were just reckless. <laughs> like we was just, not, we was just so excited to, you know, to kiss the continent. You know, I think, most black folks is just, you know, their inspirations is just to get back home, right? So that was our journey. And we um did like a GoFundMe and all this other stuff. And people supported us, supported our trip. And we we went. Nice, nice. And Queen, what was I mean, I'm not sure if there's a candle to be held next to that experience. <laughs> but, you know, oh, you kind of- um, I have always traveled. I um my parents, my family is from Sierra Leone. So we mm-hmm. always went back home. Like my dad's sisters lived in London. Like, so travel to me was like, I grew up doing it and I didn't realize that, you know, that wasn't like, like children didn't have passports. Like when I went to college, I met people that didn't have passports. So I was like, you don't have a passport. Like that was weird to me um, because that's not how we grew up. And I don't know. I also am very like big into astrology. So I'm a Sagittarius and we love to travel. It's like, just put me on a plane anywhere. Um, and so in school, you know, I always wanted to do um, study abroad, but because I was pre-med, I couldn't. So then when I went to medical school, I went and did um, work in India and in Ghana. And I lived there for like a month, each location. And um, I just love travel, like any new experience, like put me, the airport is like my most amazing place to be because there's so many possibilities like people everywhere I'm like oh, I wonder where they're going what they're gonna do um and so that was I mean it's like and me traveling I guess when we started dating I'm like well where are we going like let's go here like let's go this place let's go that place um and so I think that kind of also like yeah continued to spark the book because I'm like I don't stay in the United States so where are we going? <laughs> so <laughs> what was your first trip to <laughs> What was your first oh, trip? First yeah. together? Oh my God. Do I even remember that? Was it Belize? No. International? Oh Either my trip. God. Domestic or yeah. just together. Like you guys were like, you know what? Where we're just gonna go, go on this road trip. Or we're gonna And we know you did a part of your relationship, a long part of your relationship, long distance. So not like a visit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your respectable um, respective places were, but your first trip together. Oh my God. I really don't even remember. It. Like we decided to go yeah, somewhere together, together yeah. not because yeah. something's going yeah. on. Well, no, not because we were visiting each other. Oh, um, I mean. Was it like Colorado? No. No, I think that was later down the line. 
Oh but um, man, I don't even know to be honest. You're trying to catch up to y'all now, like I think we was good. I think it was Belize. I think yeah, because if I could sit here and say that we actually like planned to go somewhere together and like mm-hmm. share an experience, and it wasn't like someone's wedding or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. Or something that was pulling us there. Yes. I think it would have to say. I would say the thing that I, I could remember vividly is Belize. Like, cause we shared an experience together. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't like I'm coming to, you know, your friend is getting married or my friend's getting married. Yeah, there. I mean, there was a lot of that too. Like a lot of There's destination lot of weddings, it. Mexico, like you know, a lot so of destination so weddings. But I think for like just a trip for the two of us, I really, th- I think it was Belize. Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, I, I would I say know. I would say that was the case, and because I was in school. <laughs> yeah, me too. Right? Was I? I think you was just finished <laughs> school. I think you was a residency. But yeah. we, we we decided to go. The reason why I remember this trip as a trip that was just more like just us, because we was just doing like real random cliche, like couple stuff, like riding bikes together and shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like just doing, <laughs> just doing stuff like, you know, like, yeah, we're going to go and, you know, go it to the so to the waterfall and. Crossover though that was was that somewhere else? No, yeah, that waterfall. No, but we did ride bikes together. It was the waterfall. We stayed. It must be thinking either same thing. I think we should, but Belize, yeah, (laughs) (laughs) Belize. That was who uh, planned Belize? Who said to who? I plan all the trips. I plan all the trips. Well, yeah, she does plan all the trips, (laughs) and she is a very meticulous type (laughs) A personality. So that's good. You know what I'm saying? She knows what's going on. No, no, that's the one thing I know. People, somebody asked him that too. They're like, "Oh, so does she pack your bag?" He's like, "No." no. Um, she my bags. He's very particular about his clothing, so I could never yeah. pack his bag. No, no, he would never be pleased with whatever I packed. He'd be no. like, "What is this? I don't wear this together." <laughs> um, so <laughs> he packs the bag, but then I do everything else. No, I mean, I, and I think there's a reason why. Right, <laughs> I'm gonna be keeping it a buck with y'all. So the reason why I think you know I would love to do things. But at the time, you know, I have no money. So well, I love planning stuff and curating things. And I and I and for me, I just feel like if I don't have complete control, right, then I'm gonna just let go. And I'm a, and that's that's my, I'm a laid back kind of guy too. But she's very good at planning and you know and figuring it out. Ask me a couple of questions. I'm like, yeah, sure, whatever. We cool. And then we just ride. I just ride the wave. She's uh, really good at it though. Okay. Mm-hmm. So do you, so do you guys have like the most memorable trip that you guys have gone so, so far? So Belize was the first, you, you'll you agree that this was your first planning trip together. Yeah. Just a couple. What was the one that's the most hands down, most memorable? Regardless if it was like destination wedding, somebody's birthday. What we have you. Yeah. I think we, and we've had this discussion before and I think it changes. I, we, so we got married so I, I would say two, oh, I would have to say pick two things. So we went back to Freetown um, for Christmas, Sierra Leone. And that's mm-hmm. where he proposed. And then we got, I had my traditional wedding that like an hour after. Yeah, proposed. proposed and got married the oh, same day yeah. in, in Sierra Leone. Like the whole thing, like yeah. traditional wedding, whatever. My mom cool. knew, my sister knew, my brother knew. I didn't know any of this was happening. And I, at that point, I think we had been dating for like six years or so, something long. And he always used to be like, don't worry when it happens, it's all going to be on the same weekend. I'm like, whatever, you need to put a ring on that. Like, 
<laughs> you know, I was like, anyway, it's taking forever. So he was like, it doesn't matter because once I put the ring on, we're just going to get married, like whatever. And I told her, I said, we're going to get married. I said, you're going to propose and, you know, I'm going to propose to you and then we're going to get married the same day. Right. She's like, you can't do that. I was like, all right. So like before <laughs> this happened, we there was like a flight deal to Italy, to Milan. So I we had already booked our trip. We were going to Italy the March following that. Mm-hmm. So I didn't realize that that like Italy trip was essentially our honeymoon because we got married like that December. So we mm-hmm. got, we did the traditional wedding. We came home and then literally just got married in my mother-in-law's living room with my pastor, um, just our siblings, our parents, and like two friends. So like the whole thing was like a two week, like the engagement wedding, two weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would say that was obviously a memorable trip. And then Italy was because it was like our honeymoon without us knowing that we were booking our honeymoon. Um, and it was so, it was just an amazing trip. Like the architecture, the food, you know, we went, we hiked um, Cinque Terre where I thought I was going to die. I mean, it was just (laughs) crazy. Like it was so much fun. So beautiful. We bought leather jackets, like in Florence, like it was just a really nice, nice trip. I was balling out of control in Italy, huh? No, I didn't even know though. It's everything was cheaper. Like, yeah, we literally was eating like sandwiches and drinking wine on the corner, you know, like like just like, yeah, yeah, it's just like, all right, we're going to just eat pizza and drink shots of espresso. It was amazing. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's it. It was like, yo, whatever. And we made it work. But I think my most memorable trip was, uh, uh, it, you know, it wasn't all the good glamour and gold, but I think it was just kind of meaningful. It was, um, it was Ghana. I like Ghana. Let me oh, tell you why. Nice. We were planning to get married in Ghana, right? Or have the wedding. Mm-hmm. Have the wedding, excuse me. Mm-hmm. Have the wedding in Ghana. So we already knew that was a plan. We, um, like was serious about it. I even got like my wedding band rings with like you think or symbol one of the think symbols that I wanted to put on it. And, and it. and it was just like a series of steps. So we were like, all right, we was going out there with a plan to go see venues and talk to people and kind of connect the dots and put it all together. And it was like a short trip. And but it was so dope. Like because we made it work. Like we was out there hustling, trying to figure out whether we want to, you know, Mm-hmm. have the wedding and then we was just like we did some like sexy because i had been to ghana before by myself and, um, and he hadn't been there so i was like oh we got to go to this this is like we literally were there for a week and while we were looking at venues i was trying to like show him the places that i had gone before that i loved so it was like a really quick and dirty trip but like really it was, it was nice and I, and I think it was cool for me because i was just like Everything for me, my trips, my, I like to have like some type of educational experience, you know, something I'm learning, you know, some insight to where I'm going, you know, with the common folks, not like, you know, just some random. Um, but I think that was a, 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 a good trip for me as well. Okay, awesome. So now that you guys have little ones, how do you guys travel with the little ones? Like that takes a little more planning than just. You're oh, yeah. going to go it's here, right? So what does that mean? Like? Trip. <laughs> yeah, so... Um, I mean, I would like, I'll say this. I always say that I'm, kids are not going to, like, slow us down. Because I think a lot of um, young couples or couples that don't have children, like, always afraid, like, oh, my God, I love to travel. And I'm like, so? We can still travel. Like, it's just going to be a different trip. Like, just bring your baby with you. And that was our whole thing. We're like, well, we're, we're, we're going to go and she's just going to come with us. So now we have two daughters. But when we had our first daughter, Asani, um, you know, 
they travel for free until they're two. So we were like, she's definitely coming everywhere because once they're over two, that's a full seat, like a full adult price seat for a little butt. So we're going <laughs> to make use of this. Um, so I think the main thing is like realizing that. So before, like when we went to Belize, we like to stay off the beaten path and, you know, we um, stayed in like a village that was like closer to like African ancestors. And it was like, you know, not as accessible, but it was fine because it was just us. Mm. But then when we had Asani, we were like, okay, well, we can't really stay in some random place anymore. Like it has to be, you know, um, either a smaller hotel that has, you know, amenities for children or, you know, some family friendly type place. So it was, you know, where we stayed became different. Um, How we traveled became different. Like as far as, you know, okay, we have to bring the travel stroller. We have to bring you know, when I was breastfeeding, so I'm like, I have to bring a cooler, like I have to bring my pump. I have to find out if the hotel has a kitchen so I can freeze the breast milk, like all these things that you don't really think about when it's just the two of you. Um, obviously, packing is a complete, that's like another podcast. Like we can't. <laughs> so we had a couple earlier um, that mentioned a snack suitcase. Did you guys do a snack suitcase? We have like the snack bag. That yeah, we would bring on the plane. There's always a snack yeah, bag. Yeah, that, and then we would put the other snacks in the suitcase because there are things that your kids. There's a lot eat. of there's a lot of steps, just to, <laughs> to, to say the least, right? Is a lot of steps, but we are like travelers, right? So we're like, you know, we want to make sure that we have um, what's the thing called when you like skip the line? Um, oh, TSA pre-check. Yeah, not pre-check, but what's the other one? Like lower entry. Lower entry. There yeah. you go. Yeah. So I'm like, you know, I'm just like signing up. I don't know what I'm signing up for. I was like, you need to sign up for this. You need to go to this interview. Right. So global say. entry. <laughs> so we were doing, like, I think we went somewhere with her and then we came back through global entry. And then it was like, she needs global yeah. entry mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. She's a baby. We so we, our children have passports, which is another joke too. Cause like just getting the child a passport is like no, yeah, like when the they're babies joke ever. So you're just like holding the baby up and then just like trying to hold their head. <laughs> yeah. and take a picture. Like, it's kind of the funniest thing ever. So we wanted to. We had a the global entry, and I remember this because when we got assigning our our oldest daughter um, a global entry picture, she was sleeping. Yeah. So she has a her, like, her global entry pictures uh, knocked out. <laughs> but um, there's so many steps and there's so many things to consider and prepare yourself for so i think in our experience we just was like and we're just both like i guess like hustlers like we just be moving and like just going so yeah, like just like can't be scared just like kids will just going breaking down the stroller who's down. doing what yeah. who's holding who this that and the third it's like it's, it's always something then you're like fearful you know because you don't know what to expect from the child and you first get on the plane and then you're like you know it was just it, it's just so many steps and um it's an experience. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I would say one thing for, that happened to us that was hilarious is when we brought Asani to St. Lucia, I think she was six months and yeah. it was carnival. And yeah. I love a good carnival, a good fit. And I was like, we cannot bring her back the next time we come because mm-hmm. we had to be back. You know, they have bedtimes. So, yeah. you know, usually you're out chilling at the hotel bar. That's we had to right. go up in the room. So like now you're chilling in your hotel room like looking at all the people have fun. So 
We brought her in at like seven o'clock, put her to bed because you don't want to keep with your routine. So they're not like too cranky. And, um, you know, we're just relaxing. You can sit on the balcony and look. And I'm like looking at people. We're like hearing the parties. Yep. And then the next morning we're having breakfast and everyone's coming and covered in paint. And, and we're like, like, damn. Like, man, we <laughs> missed out. <laughs> Do y'all ever bring a, a, a grandparent um, or like a family member like as mm-hmm. a as a babysitter? Be like, look. <laughs> You got this free trip. You yeah. got kids. So, Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, we did that. Who's, who's um, the go-to? Who's the go-to third adult? My mom. My mom, for yeah. sure. You know, and because and my mother is actually taking care of my grandmother. So it's like, you know, so everybody's, when you come from these families, everyone's taking care of each other and helping each other, this is each other. But her mom is definitely the OG. She holds it down. And then we would go on trips with other young um, parents with like, we have a bunch of friends who have kids at the same, around the same age. Mm-hmm. And so if, if my mom can't come, then one of our friends' mothers would watch because they were all like babies and they like just put them to sleep. And then obviously we'll just sit here and make sure like everybody's okay. If anybody wakes up. So that's helpful too. If you have friends that also have kids around the same age and we would all like we all took them. I don't think you came on this trip with me. It was like the moms took the daughters to Miami, <laughs> and so, we stayed at the Fountain Blue with the kids. So, so, so we went. So the all oh, yeah, the fathers, were all the fathers were at a at a conclave convention yeah. for my fraternity. So we the the mothers were in Miami. We're like, well, you so, guys gonna go out? We're gonna go out too. So then we see the children. <laughs> we see the children in like cabanas yeah. like vip we're like they're like infants we're like damn yeah they're having a good ass time like, and, and you know we're roughing it you know omega style just like just in it so we, we was just um it was good that was a good that was a good uh look too but um we also went with both of our parents to disney world which is a whole nother podcast uh but um <laughs> yeah. that is a whole nother trip but um we went with them and that was uh, cool as well to have both uh, grandparents in the building. Okay, okay. What have you learned about each other um, as a couple based on your travel experience or your travel personality, behavior, patterns, habits? I feel like we travel very well together because we're similar. Like we get up early. Like some people... I mean, I know vacations to relax, but we also to also explore. So we like to get up early, you know, um, to see things, but then also not have it like too packed. Like you don't want to plan everything for every single day. Um, So we learn that about each other. I think also that we're pretty like laid back. Like it doesn't take much. Like we don't need a lot. Um, I like one or two educational things, some like, and then something like fun. And then we could just like lay on the beach and like sleep. what else do we learn about each other? I think there's a healthy balance between us two. Um, and I think it's more because of our personality types. You know, I guess the things that keep you together kind of, you know, you travel with that as well. So you go, you know, to these places and then you're like, because I'm, I'm pretty much laid back, you know, and I trust her. So I'm like, all right, so whatever you want to do, let's go with the flow. Mm-hmm. And then I'm not like, you know, you know how you go with some folks and you travel together, the crew, and there's always that one person that's like, "Yeah, I don't know, like where are we going? Oh, what's happening?" You know, you know, one of those folks. They're it's not like, invited to my trips. <laughs> <laughs> People that you like, I'm never going to. Yeah, those folks. So I'm not like that, right? So I try to, and she's not like that either. So we just go with the flow, and um, 
what's also good is that we kind of find things on the fly, kind of we shift gears really easily. And um, but we do know when we're tapped out, you yeah. know, it's like, all right, look, like that's it, we're done. It's the beach day. Yeah. It's like I'm not moving, you know. So, <laughs> like, that's it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm gonna switch gears a little bit. Um, you know, what has your experiences been traveling while black? as individual travelers and as a couple? I think it depends on like where we were and, oh my God, this happens. So one of the things, this is, this is like kind of not embarrassing, but so, so I like to upgrade my tickets because my knees hurt and I can't deal with coach a lot, right? <laughs> not to sound any kind of way. And I'll have my kids. One time we were going, where were we going? We have my mom too. My dad, we were going back to, we were going to Freetown for my grandmother's funeral. This is another trip. We were already married and I was pregnant and they were like, okay, you know, all the business class customers. So I'm coming and this guy is like trying to push the show out the way. I'm like, what are you doing? And they're like, yeah, this is for business class. I was like, I know that's the ticket that we have. Can you move out of the way? And this has happened from people that work for the airlines too. Always. Like when we're walking up, they're like, no, 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 this is not for you. This happened recently. Yeah. They're like, this line is for first class passengers. I'm yeah. like, I know that. Yeah. So that happens way more than, than I can count. Before we like, go anywhere. Like in the airport. And I'm like, why does this keep happening? Like, is it just because like, we don't, we look like pretty normal. We're not like high maintenance. Like we're just like, so that people always assume. And I'm like, I don't understand. I was like, well, if you had asked, you know, what kind of ticket I had, I would have told you. And they're like, oh, sorry. So that traveling on black that happens a lot like mm-hmm. with people just assuming and it's very upsetting because it's mostly from that's their own, a, that's from their the own main people. do you um, get that coming back do you get that same treatment no coming back? no mm. yeah only, it's always always stateside. always stateside and then wow. you go it'd be, yeah. and it'd be people who are black and, or you know that's the funny thing it's so frustrating and they just be like no the lines are like no and it's because, like, literally, we'll go in, like, track suits. Like, we're, like, chilling. Like Yeah, we just cool. And people look at a lot of, they don't know. They're like, oh, look at this guy. He's so laid back and relaxed. He can't be. I'm like, I don't understand. I'm like, what is it about it? Why does this keep happening to us? And she's being hot. And I get upset. I'm like, I'll be like. Because I don't understand why you would assume, like, I can read. Like, I know what this line is for. So that happens a lot. Um, And then I guess depending on, like, we remember like when you went to Kenya versus Turkey, like how being black was so like, like in Europe, you don't even realize that you're black, which is strange. Like there's no like. You're American. Yeah. Like it's more because you're American, not like because you're a black person. And so I felt like I'm like, wow, Europe is very different. It's not like a Somebody. race thing. It's, it's more of like, a, okay, we're European, you guys are American. So like, let's say um, I speak a little bit of French, Spanish. So one time we were in Morocco and because I spoke in French, they were way more receptive. But then mm. when I asked them something in English, they were like, oh, like excuse you. And I'm like, this is, this is so interesting. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know if it's like American, like they don't like Americans or whatever it is, but it's just very interesting when you leave. Yeah, because I think in, in Milan they was asking us so like it was like French. Yeah, they were like, "Do you speak um, French?" Uh, it was like, 
This is something else. But they didn't say like they didn't say English. Yeah, it was like it was, it was, it was like oh, what language do you speak? Like they didn't even think. They were like where you were from, right? More so, not if you were black or et cetera. Yeah, it's like they probably thought you guys were African and right or wherever, you know, like, right? Yeah. Or, or there were some people that were from there that you know looked like us. So yeah. that was the thing too. It's very interesting. Um, yeah, it's very very interesting. When I was in Turkey, I was kind of interesting too. You know, they thought I was a rapper or something like that. You know, <laughs> Everybody was like, yo, take a picture. They was like, yeah, right. Like, wow, this is real. So um, so I had um some, you know, mixed emotions and feelings and experiences, right? Because I'm always like thinking about my identity and how I show up into places just because of who I am, no matter where I am. So it's just always super head conscious about that. So some things I might miss or some things I might be super hypersensitive to. So I might see things before they even happen. Right. Um, and then you have the folks who are like, and I'm always feeling weird about people, you know, even when they're super nice, I'm like, mm, I don't know. Right. Mm-hmm. He's doing that because I'm black. Right. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and I think that, that that's a part of it, too. Right. They see some black folks with, you know, who are traveling business class or, you know, et cetera. Because I think the last trip we took, we had the children in business class, too. Mm-hmm. So check this one out. We have two babies yeah. with big old seats, right? They got their little headphones on, their tablets, and they just chilling. I don't know. And then I know that everybody was just like walking by like, damn, right? They were like, <laughs> like, they were like, like, like damn, little babies is, is doing their thing, whatever. But, but, um, but, you know, it's, um, I think traveling while black is, is, there's a lot of mixed emotions that come with it, depending on where you are and yeah. you know, what you're doing. Yeah, you guys find it that I, I think you alluded to it, so I'm not, I don't want to like kind of press the issue, but like, is it you're 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 seeing us treated different here than we are when they're wherever else you go, and then yeah. like, not even just on top of that, like African countries sometimes treat yep. us a particular yeah, way. for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you mentioned something more. about Kenya. I know we talked about Turkey, but what happened in Kenya? Yeah. Kenya, see, Kenya, there's like, there's over, I think there's over like 44 different tribes, mm-hmm. right? So you would see folks who look very much so like you and I, right? You know, like folks that different complexions and the, and I think there's a cultural thing that's there as well. But then, um, you know, I think for me, I think it was more so the American part of it, you know, because there's always the assumption that comes with it. But then it's also like black Americans. So I think that there's another layer to that. Right. Because it's like skin folk, but not kin folk. Mm-hmm. Right. So you my brother, but you are, you know, rich or you have something. Right. So then there's a different type of treatment. And then they could always try to pull the wool over your eyes, right? Because then they could get away with it. So that's another thing, too. Mm-hmm. So there's this, there's this, it's like, it's like this the intersections from you being, you know, a Black American in a continent, you know, where primarily people are the same complexion as you, but they're not, you know, same cultural, um, you know, background as you. Then it gets a little, I think it's a little different. I remember when you came, when he came back from the trip saying, like, that he basically felt more comfortable in Turkey than in Kenya. And I was like, really? Yeah. Some cases, yeah. yeah. And he's, and it's like him and Bernard, he was like, yeah, it was like 
you know, nobody looked at them like, what are you doing here? Like, you know, this, this is the American thing. Whereas in Kenya, I think that kind of the being American. Also, it's the, it also is the, the, the appearance. So now I'm a heavier guy, right? Bigger dude than most of the people in Kenya, right? And, you know, these guys' stature is very different from mine. So I look like some anomaly. I'm like, they like, oh, who's this guy? Mm-hmm. That's, that's one thing. Then I'm, I have tattoos, right? That's another thing. And then, you know, I'm also branded. That's a whole nother thing. Mm-hmm. And then it's, and then I have hair on my head. This is like my third set of locks. So it's like at the time I had locks then and they're looking at me like this guy got hair. And then there's also the depiction behind hair, you know, through history in terms of like some revolutionary Kenyans, they always looked at as Rastafarians, you know, in terms of that background. And they are looking at me like, yo, this guy's a madman, right? You know, because you got to have something wrong with you if you have hair in your head. Um, but I look, my hair's groomed, so it's a little different. So now it's like these mixed emotions. So people do look at you um, differently, you know, just from off the gate, like looking at you like, oh, God, who's this? Oh, wow. Do so you notice a that. difference in how people respond to you when you're by yourself versus when you're with your wife and kids? Yeah, I think for us, the people, everyone sees the children first mm-hmm. when we travel with children because they look at the children and they're like, oh, you know, it's like, oh, the babies, right? Um, I don't know if that is a benefit for us or anything like that. I don't think we like... Well, I mean, I think you particularly like as a black man by oh, yourself versus as a black man. Yeah, I think, I, think, I think it's different. You know, I think, I think it's, it's much, very much so different because I think there's a different dynamic because I'm a father, you know, rather than just a black man, you know, yeah. travel. So that's, that's, that's a whole nother piece of it. So people think they can talk to me a certain way. They might look at me a certain way. There might be some deference thing that might happen there, you know, in terms of family <laughs> dynamics. And I think that's a cultural thing as well. Um, so this is a, a little bit different, I think. But, you know, I don't really, uh, it's not as often, um, but I think it's there. Mm-hmm. Mm. How about you, Sudi? Do you feel like, you take different precautions or you are responded to differently when you're with your husband rather than when you travel alone? I don't think so. I think the world is very, um, they don't consider black women <laughs> like a threat as much. I feel like they just look at you like, Oh, whatever. Cause I don't look, I look young. I'm like unassuming. So I feel like people don't really pay much attention to me when I'm by myself. But mm-hmm. if I have my kids, then they pay more attention. Like you said, they're like, ooh, yeah. Like when I'm by myself, I feel like people don't really like notice anything. But with the kids, they're always like, oh, how old are they? Are they twins? Yeah, they will engage with her way more Yeah, uh, with the children than they will with me. But I'm not a very like welcoming person. I'm like, not come over here. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So thank you for sharing that. And, um, you know, it's, it's really important that we understand that, you know, traveling while black is a thing, not just driving while black in the States. It's, it's traveling while black. Cause you know, last season we had, I had guests specifically women who certain parts of the country, they would never go back because mm-hmm. of how women were kind of like objectified. Right. Oh, wow. And not just women, just black women, because in certain parts of the country, black women are seen as exotic, right? So, you know, some people feel like, 
you know, I can hoot and holler and reach and grab. Oh and my goodness. Yeah, listen. Yeah, the cat calls, the the unnecessary comments. I feel like when I when I'm by myself, there's so much more I'm subjected to than wow. when we're together. And oh that's traveling or walking to the bodega. Right, right, right. Yeah, that's true. Right. That is true. And so now we're gonna kind of switch gears again. Um We've all, and you guys are still together. So, you know, after the pandemic, after the pandemic, right? After six years, y'all, y'all, y'all were going to make And a it. whole quarantine, a whole <laughs> uh, kids, right? right. Now that, now that all of that is kind of come to where we are today, what does your new normal look like as a family traveling? Mm. Masks. Well, mask is a thing. You know, I had a different experience during the pandemic. She was really in the trenches of it all, you know, really in face forward, you know, facing it, you know, in all of its iterations. Um, me, I was more so I was in the house, right? I was in the house, I was teaching classes, I was, you know, doing my admin stuff. And I I have way more anxiety being around a bunch of people than she does because mm-hmm. she's just in the thick of it. So she's like, I'm protected. I just, I'm not used to wearing a mask and stuff. I was in the house. So that was a, that is a still something I think that affects me, whether I'm conscious of it or not in some cases, because mm-hmm. it's just like the anxiety around, you know, feeling like I'm locked in. So that's one thing. Then also just the children, you know, mm-hmm. we were already, hypersensitive about just how dirty things are mm-hmm. and yeah, just making sure we're just cleaning everything before they touch everything yeah. and they touch everything. Mm-hmm. So yeah. then that's another part of it. It's just like making sure that we're protecting them mm-hmm. and keeping them, you know, um, out of harm's way, you know, and that's just another layer, right? Because it's because of the pandemic. It's mm-hmm. not because you go always want, you know, we will be in, um, Sierra Leone, and I had my daughter on my shoulder, I always kind of keep him on my shoulder. Um, and it was like, yo, keep the child. Somebody will snatch your child, mm-hmm. right? So, yeah, know, they were like, don't carry her like, like that. They were like, don't carry her like that. Somebody will just run by and be gone. So, you know, these things are in the back of my head as I travel with my children. But then it's like, now it's that plus the pandemic, right? Yeah. The unseen, right? So we're looking at people and how reckless they are, right? And trying to be hypersensitive to that, so that's so that's just that's an adjustment, just being like super sensitive, but not to the point where it's crippling you, right? Yeah, yeah, because that's where I'm gonna follow up with is like, you know, you guys were good at just kind of figuring out places to go and and going there. You know, has your travel planning since you're the planner, right? Has that just gone off the rails now that you have to like check for? Do they need tests? Do they need vaccination requirements? Mm-hmm. You know, like, for example, we were supposed to go to um, St. Lucia. Mm-hmm. And in order to get St. Lucia, you got to go through um, Trinidad. Uh, Trinidad and Tobago. Well, oh, yeah. Uh, Tobago yeah. had shut down. Shut down. Yeah, shut down. So we couldn't even go on our trip. So, like, yeah. you know, what's that planning looking like since you're, like, the A-type got to make sure. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm check. So when we, we went to St. Croix and I like read that site like 35 times. Cause it's like, 
you have to submit the stuff to the website. Then the website sends you an email. And then if you're clear, then you can go, but it has to be within this amount of time. And it's like, so it's just like a lot of reading and rereading. Like, do you need a test? Do you need your showing proof of vaccination? Um, so it's honestly just like figuring out, you know, what do you need? And do you have to like some places you can't even go because you have to quarantine for like 10 days. Right. And I'm like, well, we're not even going to be there that long. Um, so it, it narrows down where you can actually go. Yeah. Um, but there are so and then that also kind of made me um, think about like places in the U.S., like exploring more of the United States or, sure. or the U.S. Virgin Islands, which is how we ended up at St. Croix, because, you know, nowhere else we couldn't really go anywhere. Um, but luckily we have a lot access to testing is pretty, you know, easy and vaccinated. So like those things are helpful. And now a lot of places are letting you kind of, you know, go. Um, but it's really just like researching what you need before you can go or before you buy your ticket. Um, and then being open to getting there and things that you're switching up. Right. That's mm-hmm. another part of it too. And I think we're really good at that. Cause I think when we went to St. Croix, it was like, mm. Oh, what's going on here? You know, because it's like you don't know, you know the process of what they want, but you don't know how it's going to go down when you get there. Because mm-hmm. just, just, just we it. went to Jamaica and they literally changed the curfew on us while we were there. Yeah, they're oh like, luckily we were we at a resort. That. Luckily, we were at a resort, so everything we needed was there. But like, yeah, right. you know, Jamaica, like you go, you want to go to Dumb River Falls, you want to, mm-hmm. you also want to experience the nightlife to an extent, yeah. right? But, during Absolutely. the pandemic, I think Sundays you it couldn't be on the street o'clock. at three o'clock. That's crazy. Yeah. Wow. Three o'clock down seven p.m. during the week, mm-hmm. and so you know, I mean, we went during their Independence Day. Oh, oh wow! Do nothing. Couldn't do anything. So you there recently? Yeah, yeah. we couldn't yeah. do nothing, and so it was just one of those where, um, you know, like it's it's a it's an it's a huge adjustment. Like we went to Aruba. And um, it was a 10 p.m. curfew. Mm. Yeah. And we, and went, we for went during New Year's. New Year's. So they so, had extended oh, New Year's God. Eve. They extended it to 1, 1, 1 a.m. Yep. Okay, um, but that only gave you enough time to ball drop all of that. And, and run back. Try to call a cab to get back to oh, the my place God. that we were And mm. the cab drivers were shook. They were like, we do not want that fine. We do oh, not want that right. fine. That's right. They have a, yeah. Oh, my goodness. You adjusted. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So, so, so give us, leave us with some tips, um, tips as parents, tips as travelers, tips as parents that travel with their kids. You know what I mean? Tips as a couple. Right. He always forgets that this season is couples goals. So oh, we got about. people in front of me. It's almost <laughs> a kid. Personal. Yeah. Personal. This ain't got nothing to do. It's personal. His mind is on travel. My mind yeah. is on couple. We balance. Yeah. Season out. Well, that's why you're both there together. So you yeah. can like, you know, <laughs> listen um, for the kids, the kids leave early, leave early. Cause I am like notorious for trying to get places like right before we have to be there. <laughs> I'm like, well, looking like, like I've experienced it. We live close it's to JFK. It's so out. easy. Yeah. I'm like, it's right there. It's like seven no. minutes away. We don't no. have to rush. But when you have children, you have to leave early. You have to. Like hours. Hours. And just sit in a lounge and wait. Because 
you know, you have to like break down the stroller, take all the stuff, put it in security. And then, you know, the kids are having meltdowns. Yeah. It's early or it's late or it's whatever. It's they just in a new space and yeah. place and they have to. So make adjust. sure you give yourself enough time. Notice she said lounge. If yeah. you are able to get lounge yes. access. 100%. Not just sitting in the waiting area. No. no. You can't. No, like lounge like, you access. Can't. You have to. You know, you know what's funny? And I'm going to sidebar real quick. When you taste a little bit different life, you're like, whoa. It's a different experience. Yeah. This is. It's a different experience. I'm like, we can get to the airport. They're like, like, whatever. We're going to sit down and drink and eat. and. So we're looking for lounges and all that stuff just to make sure that we're straight. And the kids are comfortable. Yeah. And they go in there and tear everything up. (laughs) So anyway, so that's one thing that I think is very important. Leave early, get lounge access. Be um make a list like you know what do you, what do your children need do your children take medications like you know and what can you buy there like do you have to bring yes. three bags of diapers or can you bring one and then buy or like, can you a- rent a stroller can yeah. you rent a bed can you do things like you know do you need to bring sheets yeah. or just a pillow and these things are believe it or not you know places are very. Um, up to par in terms of support and you know people who travel with children so yeah a lot of things you can get yeah, a lot of places have packing plates where you just bring your own bedding bring a lot of like clorox wipes lysol to wipe down the Everything, furniture yeah. um if you're gonna bring your own bedding um i mean as as couples too i would say also planning to and knowing what your partner likes and what they don't like like if your partner is not somebody that likes to wake up early don't plan a 7 a.m excursion like you know, give people grace, let them do what makes refills their cup. Um, be patient as well, yeah, because this uh, there's always a part of the trip where there's like a question mark when this for couples. It's like there's always that one moment, and you're like, What, what are we going to do? How, when, what am I wearing? Right? There's always one of those moments, so try to, I guess be very clear because like things happen, like myself, like I'm just kind of checked out most of the time. Yeah. So I'm just like, where are we going? Where I mean, like, I remember this just in Italy. I told him we we're going hiking. He yeah, I was allegedly didn't hear me. But she might have probably mentioned it. I was like, we're but going not hiking. didn't tell me like we're going hiking, hiking. So right? You know, just, like, <laughs> we're on the trail and it's like a legit like. And I got and I got some nice kicks on. You know, and I'm like, so, I can't wear those. I was like, yo. I was pissed. So we had to buy hiking shoes like on the road there. Yeah, and then I was like, all right. Like I told you, you're going. I'm right, mind you, she got the whole you know book bag. She's like you know dry fit on. I got jeans, I'm chilling with the sneakers on. I'm thinking we're gonna just kick it. I'm like, what the fuck? And we was like hiking hike. Like people had like hiking amazing. sticks. It's a beautiful in Italy. Oh my god, it was a good hike hard. through five towns. So um, yeah, anyway. So that's the thing. So there's always those moments and try to think about why those moments happen because someone like me might not be listening, right? And I'll just take the L right now because uh, we're on camera. So, you know. <laughs> not because it's real. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so, uh, so, you know, just try to be like, hey, you know, we're going hiking, right? You know, <laughs> you have your hiking shoes type. So I think those are the things that are, are very helpful, just kind of, um, being over informative to a partner who might not necessarily be receptive to all things. So I'll say that as well. Good advice. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. And where, where are you guys going to next? 
Ah, we were just talking about this. We just was kind of talking about it right before this started. It's Jamaica, yeah. right? And um, we're going for a friend's birthday. Yeah, 40th birthday. Right. And uh, it's, it's in the, the same, same month as my birthday. And when's I'm just birthday? like, right. April so, 7th. Yeah, it's when's oh, your birthday? Oh, April 7th. Yeah. So, oh, you're under Aries too. Pages are like Aries. That's why I was people. Oh God. <laughs> My condolences. <laughs> listen, we listen. My condolences, Jackie. Wait, so and I said to him, I'm like, well, it's not the same weekend as your birthday, so we can go somewhere else. But he's like, it's the same month. I'm like, okay. <laughs> like And then on top of it, it's like we have two different types of traveling. This is like going into like another rabbit hole. So we we have we have different different types of ways of traveling, I should say. Um, she I think she's more of the outgoing type when it comes to like just having the experience, and I'm more like meticulous in terms of like I don't really want to do that. I would rather do this type. Uh, she's like, yeah, whatever. We out here, and I'm thinking about the trip in terms of like what am I going to be doing there versus what I would like to be doing? Cause it's like, I'm going to celebrate my birthday. And like, we're trying to figure out like, how is this going to happen the same month? And she's like, we're going to figure it out. Like, you know, we're going to just go this weekend or your birthday. And then I'm like, I don't see how this is happening. So it's He's still not sure. that's, that's but before that, I think I want to go visit my friend in Arizona. Nicole. She had a baby. Yeah, I have some friends in Arizona as well mm-hmm. too. So yeah, we're big on. Um, I think the next trip we probably ain't going away no time soon, right? I don't think so. Uh, maybe February. I want to think I'm going to go to Arizona in February. You see how I'm yeah. saying? I, I'm finding this out on film. This is how she's yeah. outgoing, but it's good though because um, you know, I'll go along for the ride in some mm-hmm. cases. But the uh, we are traveling not far, but just like a couple hours away, we're going to travel up north to Albany for Thanksgiving with the children. Mm-hmm. And we're already kind of mapping that out in our head. Yeah. Something is a small trip like that. We have to kind of like yeah, plan, plan. Because now we have children who we went to Martha's Vineyard and, you know, we was coming back and one of our daughters got car sick for yeah, the first time. Awful. And that was just like was so a disaster. So How these things, are, you know. How old are your girls now? Uh, the oldest will be four in January, and then the youngest is two and a half. Okay. Yeah, we have a well, two and a three well, year old. Thank you both for jumping on. This was definitely a great experience. You yeah. now have a best friend in Jackie, and a lot of. I feel seen. She knows yes. what it's like to love yes. and Aries. Yes, I do. It's a real thing. <laughs> Maybe we can plan a trip together. Yeah. 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 Oh, we yeah. should do that for real. It's real love that you want.